this episode of the Engaging Markets here, I wanted to talk about pricing and the age-old question about whether you should be really upfront with your prices, unless, of course, you're running an e-commerce website when you, you can't really get away with it, and whether you should be putting your, your prices for your services or your events or whatever it is that you, you promote online, whether you should list those on your, your website. It's, it's a discussion I got involved with today. And there's a couple of different schools of thought from it. Um, obviously, the, the the big issue is that if you put your prices online, then firstly, you've got your, your competitors will know exactly how much you charge and will be able to, should they wish, undercut you when they're talking to their potential clients. And secondly, you've got the issue that your your customers could see that price and be put off by it because they think you're too expensive and they don't get to understand the value that you give uh, and just see a price, a sort of, uh, this is what you cost, uh, your competitor costs this, therefore I'm going to go there and I'm not even going to have the conversation with you. And th- th- there's a couple of couple of issues around this. Um, I, I've mentioned on this podcast before, when I was the, the web designer for game back in the, the early, early 2000s, um, we, we were the biggest retailer of, of video games on day of release. I think game had something like a, a third of the market share of games when they came out on day of release. And games' main competitors for video games were... Um, what do you call it, uh, supermarkets, large chain stores, not other video game specialists, because there weren't really any other video game specialists around at the time. It was places like Sainsbury's and, and Tesco uh, were selling the, the next most level, if you like. And there was one of those one of those supermarkets, uh, I don't want to name them for fear of getting it wrong, I, I think it was Tesco. I think let's go with Tesco. It might have been Sainsbury's, but I think it was Tesco. And they used to advertise on their website uh, that they were the cheapest place for video games. Uh, So they were the cheapest place you could get them online uh, for the the main games that were out that week. You know, the the chart releases, the big titles, you know, your Grand Theft Auto 5, that kind of thing. And what we would do... (laughs) What, what we would do is that we would knock the price down of a main title by a penny under theirs and then phone them up and say, yeah, I've seen on your website that you've got this down here. Um, you're not, actually. Uh, we are. Yeah, and they had to change it. So because they kept advertising the fact that they were the cheapest, we would continually troll them by, by reducing the price, which, which was a lot of fun. It was entertaining. And they, they soon stopped doing that. Obviously, they stopped doing that. Um, but that, that's an extreme example. That's an extreme example. There's the other issue then that if you don't transact online, so if people don't come to your website and actually put their credit card details and pay, should you be putting your your prices online? There's a few things to consider here. Um, firstly, if you're telling people your, your prices, don't necessarily worry that you're putting people off. Because if somebody is likely to be beaten, uh, a won and lost on price, shall we say, uh, then they're not the kind of customer that you want in the first place. Because if somebody comes to you and says, or, you know, they have a conversation with you and they find out your price, and then they say, oh, that's a bit expensive. Um, your, your competitor's doing it for this. Are you able to, to match that? It's like, well, no, we're not. Bugger off, uh, quite frankly. Um, so don't worry about having the price online because what it's kind of doing is saving you the time of having the conversations with people who are not necessarily going to be your target client anyway. 
So you are you're kind of pre-vetting people who contact you because you're showing them that actually this is where we are. This is where we are. So if you want something cheaper than this, you want a, you know, a race to the bottom, you want the cheap end of the scale, you want the people who are going to do it for, for pennies, then go somewhere else. This isn't us. Don't bother inquiring. Uh, but if you do want someone who's going to do it properly, this is where we are. So that, 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 that's the first step to do it. Um, the second thing I think is important to say is if you're, if you're not revealing the price until sort of the last minute then the price kind of comes as a shock. Now, if, if your potential target client, your target customer, the person who's going to be buying your service comes to your event, whatever it may be, if they learn about the price early on and they're still interested, you're then able to build the value and build the need, build the desire through things such as uh, future pacing, where you let them see where they could be with the result of what you're actually offering them, let them build the desire in their mind so that even though you've given them the price and that whatever they think about that, it's a case of, well, I still want it. I still want it. It makes it a much easier sell then because they've justified it to themselves of why your price is where it is. And then, of course, you're going to get the angle that somebody's going to say, well... And we get this a lot. We get this a lot. Um, I really like what you've talked about. I really like your your, your, your service. I really like what you do. Um, I'm just wondering if you can have some kind of discount, if there's some kind of way we can, we can have it a bit cheaper. The worst thing you can say is yes, and then discount it. Because if you discount something because somebody's asked for it, are you ripping them off in the first place? If you're able to knock money off without any particular reason why you knock money off, then why were you charging what you were charging to begin with? Are you overpricing it just because of you want to make more money? No. If you're able to, to, to do some kind of discount because somebody has asked for it and you want to get them as a client and get them over the line, the way to really phrase it is to say... I understand that you know you, you want this for a little less, that the budget isn't quite in the ballpark that you were looking for. Um, we could probably do something with the price, but obviously we're going to have to reduce the offering. So which part of it would you, would you like me to take out? Which part of the service would you like me to remove? Which part of the service would you like me to reduce? You can't just say, yeah, we'll knock some money off. We'll make it cheaper. We'll, we'll do it for less. Because that's suspicious. Why were you charging it in the first place? But if you're able to reduce the service so that you can justify the fact that you are reducing the cost, well, then that makes sense. I understand that. Okay, if I, if I want you to do this for me for five hours a week for the next six months and it costs this much, but I want a 25% discount, then you're only able to do it for three hours per week. Okay, I get that. Actually, you know, the five hours per week is what I wanted. So we'll go with the original price. More often than not, more often than not, we find that people will actually accept what you've originally told them, accept that that's what they need because that's why you offered it to them. That's why you spoke about it in the first place. And the original price will be fine. Anybody that says to you, oh, can I do it cheaper? Can I have it cheaper from you? Can I have a discount? And you do that to them and they go, no, 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 no. Then they're not the kind of client you want in the first place. They're not the kind of client you want in the first place. So I, I think the, the answer to this question from the beginning is, you know, should you be upfront with your prices? Should you have your prices on your website? Is I'm afraid the old 
adage in the search engine optimization industry, the old adage question, the old adage answer, I should say, is it depends. It depends. It depends on what your service is, what your competitors are doing, where you rank in terms of cost related to your competitors, and what your target client is, and whether your target client is driven by price, driven by the need for price, and whether you're aiming at the bottom of the market or the top of the market or somewhere in the middle. And, and it depends how comfortable and confident you are with your pricing model as well. It depends, unfortunately, and it is very much a case by case basis. So, for example, with, with us, with Engage Web, we don't have our prices on our website. We don't have our prices for, for, for search engine optimization, for email marketing, for pay-per-click, for meta ads, whatever that may be. We don't have any prices like that on the website. We don't have the prices for web design. The only thing we do have the price for, and we do have one price, is for our Fresh Start website. And we have that clearly listed on the website at £99 plus VAT per month because that is very much a price-driven model. That is the, 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 the champion website design, the, the, the top website design from our best web designers with no upfront cost, no setup fee for just £99 plus VAT per month on a minimum two-year contract where we do all the design, the build, the writing of the content, the hosting, the management, anything you want to change on a monthly basis, we do that for you. And that's why we've got the price listed on the website, because no one else can do that. No one else can do that. Every other web designer, every other web designer charges a flat fee up front, or 50% up front and 50% on completion, or 25% up front, 25% the build starts, and 50% and completion. Whatever it may be, you pay for your website, what soon as it's live, you've paid for the whole thing. Whereas we're doing it on a £99 a month because that's the model we've designed. That's the model we've built the business around. So we're upfront about that. We've, it's all over the website. It's all over the marketing. We've got banners for that. We've got business cards for that. 99 quid a month. It's all about that price because we know no one else can do that. No one else can do the quality that we can do for the price that it is. And that's what we're sticking with. But that doesn't work for everyone. That doesn't work for everyone. So it depends. You've got, to ask, you've got to answer this question yourself. How comfortable are you with putting the prices on the website? How comfortable are you with, with justifying the prices? How comfortable are you with someone coming to you and saying, can I have it for cheaper? And how comfortable are you with the, the, the notion that your competitors could offer a like-for-like -like service at a cheaper price and discount you, as, as we did at Game when we phoned up. I'm pretty sure it was... Sainsbury's action, Sainsbury's Tesco. It was one of them. It was one of them. When we phoned them up and went, eh, you're not the cheapest as you're advertising, so you're going to have to change that. Um, so it completely depends on, on, on you and how you want to structure that. My view is, my view is not to have the prices listed, not to have them listed because you want the inquiry, you want to engage in the conversation, but be upfront with the costs on the conversation. Give them everything they want upfront, but make them contact you to do it. Don't make it so that it's just there available. But that's just my view. That's just my view. Other people could differ on that. Other people could differ. Um, so thank you very much for listening. This has been the Engaging Marketeer podcast. I appreciate you staying with me throughout the, the duration of this rant. Um, if you could give me a subscribe, give me a follow on, on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this on, and give me a rating, that would be much appreciated as well. And I will catch you on the next podcast. Yeah.